Hello, and welcome to Nomads, you and I. In my podcast, we talked recently about the evidences that point solidly to God's existence. Lately, we've also delved into the topic of eternity, and the foundational topic that I'm focusing on most recently is that of truth. So in this podcast, we are pulling together all those ideas because as the title of this podcast suggests, we're going to talk about how to tell right from wrong in order to please the God who most certainly exists and prepare for eternity with him. So moral relativism is an idea that there is no universal or absolute set of moral principles. It's a version of morality that advocates, you know, to each their own. At present, this trendy belief is often expressed along the lines of you create your own truth within yourself. This is a controversial topic, and yet it is one of the most important topics of our time. Here's why. As more people are taught moral relativity and believe it, the more souls that are not going to be prepared for eternity. And the morality of our culture declines as each person, quote, does what is right in his own eyes, unquote. Judges 21:25, And history shows over and over again, the ripple effects of that chaos is more ugly and painful than you can even imagine. Recently, I was in a study of the book of Judges where we noted in the first five chapters what allowed moral relativity to rule the day. We live in a spiritual kingdom and our warfare is not physical. Clearly, it's not against flesh and blood. But there are some clear parallels spiritually. Long story short, the collapse of the nation of ancient Israel started when instead of removing their enemies who were deluded and entrapped in idolatry, they coexisted and eventually embraced the darkness that they were around to the point of marrying off their children to those who were in darkness. Moral relativity is a worshipped idol in our culture today because you can't enjoy living hedonistically if you feel guilty and pretending that behaviors God calls evil are actually good helps people enjoy more and more the passing pleasures of darkness. So in this podcast, I'm attempting to sort of take a baseball bat to the man-made idol, so to speak, of moral relativity. So think about it. Is there such a thing as absolute truth? Or is everything, including truth, just personal opinion or preference? In other words, is truth relative? There is a great deal of confusion and muddled thinking on this topic of how to tell right from wrong. I contend that just as there are laws of physics that sustain everything physical in God's creation, that there are also absolute truths, morally speaking, that when followed work just as well as gravity. And those absolute moral laws are designed to prevent and resolve virtually every problem an individual or society can encounter. So what does the creator of the planet say about where to find truth? Well, James 4.12 says, There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy. There is only one lawgiver and judge. Jesus said in John 17.17, 17, Thy word is truth. And he goes on to say, You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Unquote. So the truth sets an individual free, but it will also set our culture free from chaos 
and unnecessary conflict and tragedy. First John 1 6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So there's something to be learned about where not to look for truth in first John two, fifteen through seventeen. There we're told, Do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away, and also its lusts, but the one who does the will of God lives forever." Unquote. My guess is that you have lived long enough to see with your own eyes what happens when the to each his own philosophy reigns. That is, when mankind creates his own truth rather than following the truth in God's word. Mankind's own truth has moved him to collide his plane into the World Trade Center or create gas chambers in an attempt to create a master race. Or more recently, mankind's own truth has caused him to bomb a maternity hospital during an invasion of the Ukraine. Is this the world we want to live in? This to each his own morality? Do you see the extent of where it can lead? So what would the world look like if everyone lived by the moral standard revealed in the New Testament scripture? What I'm about to say is not what I expect to happen, but here's going to be the point. To the degree that society moves in this direction is the degree to which chaos is replaced with peace, productivity, and prosperity. So if everyone followed God's absolute moral truth in one generation, all prisons would be completely empty. STDs would be non-existent. Virtually every child would have a mom and a dad who are happily married. Every company would thoughtfully steward God's green earth. Racism would be non-existent. Every orphanage would be vacated. Sex trafficking and rape would never happen again. No one would be killed by a drunk driver or overdose from drugs. Unborn children would not be painfully murdered. I mean, I could go on and on because simply put... It is not following absolute truths from the very mouth of God recorded in the New Testament that has caused virtually every social problem that now exists. Some will argue moral relativism is true because there are so many different moral standards and ideas on what is right and wrong. Is the fact that people disagree evidence that moral relativity is true? It does not logically follow that because people disagree on morals, that moral relativism is true. Disagreement in and of itself does not automatically make something relative or subjective. Theists believe God exists. Atheists do not. That disagreement does not mean that there is no right answer. Either there is a God or there isn't. We don't say people disagree on God so it's all relative. Either God exists or he does not. Moral relativity is self-defeating and illogical. Listen closely. To say, quote, there is no truth for all people is to declare a truth for all people. In effect, you're saying, it's true that there's no truth. So to, 
to assert that there is no objective moral standard, that morality is whatever you want it to be, is to make a truth claim about morality. It is proposing an objective universal moral standard, and that being that there is no true morality. See? It's so self-defeating. Truth can't be relative. If it is relative, it is not truth. Reasons why moral relativism is false. It is counterintuitive. Moral relativism means that morality is whatever you want it to be. That means that no one morality is better than another. So the morality of Jeffrey Dahmer, serial killer and cannibal, is no worse than the most virtuous person you have ever met. So what does your intuition tell you? If you're a relativist, do you honestly believe the act of brutal rape, torture, and murder is not truly wrong, and therefore ultimately equal to an act of selfless love, kindness, and respect for others? I think not. While people claim that morality is relative, their everyday actions show something very different. Their actions show that deep down, they do believe that there is a true standard. Out of one side of their mouth, they say, there is no such thing as right or wrong. Then a minute later, they'll say something like, the Russian army's attack on Ukraine is unjust. Or they'll claim that moral relativism is true while stating that everyone should be tolerant. Then a minute later, we'll get extremely offended and indignant for someone for being intolerant. They'll sharply rebuke a person, implying that they are morally wrong for being intolerant. But do you see the contradiction? How can they accuse someone of being wrong when, according to their own words, there is no such thing? The inconsistency happens constantly, and I think shows that they really do not believe in moral relativism deep down. Here's another reason why moral relativism is to be avoided at all costs. There is no such thing as true progress with moral relativism. If there isn't a true, fixed, moral standard of truth, then how can you have true progress? The entire concept of progress or improvement becomes meaningless because there's nothing true to measure morality by. One might be able to, quote-unquote, progress or move closer to their own personal moral standard, but on a larger scale, there can be no true moral progress if no true fixed moral standard exists. Think about it. Has there ever been a morally relativistic society that has endured? We can look back on history to see that immorality is often what makes nations implode and collapse. For example, Rome was once a world power, but was so immoral that it was considered perfectly right to simply discard one's own child. Writer Benjamin Weicker says, quote, In Rome, in fact, it was demanded of fathers by the famous Twelve Tables that they destroy any deformed children. Christianity denied that this was moral, and hence denied the Roman moral code. When Christianity became the foundation of society after Rome crumbled, Abortion and infanticide were considered immoral. Well, now things have come around again, and we're back to pagan Rome, unquote. Benjamin Weicker. 
moral relativism is illogical because living it out puts relativists in an impossible position. If someone honestly believes that moral relativism is true and wants to be consistent, they cannot accuse others of wrongdoing. They cannot complain about injustice or evil in the world. They can't even debate certain issues as being right or wrong because according to their own view, there's no such thing. Author Paul Copen cites some recent situations that have happened because of our culture's embracing of moral relativism. He says this, Truth is going through a tough time. A white woman feels black and represents herself to be so. She rises in the leadership ranks of the NAACP until her fiction is exposed. She refuses to go quietly, however. She feels black, and so she is black. A 69-year-old man in the Netherlands petitions the court to legally change his age to 49 because that's how he feels. And of course, seemingly on a daily basis, men and more and more boys with all the chromosomes and body parts that make them distinctly male declare themselves to be female. And women and more and more girls likewise declare themselves to be male. They feel they are one sex or the other. Therefore, they are that sex. And we must accept that regardless of what the truth is. In a viral video, a five foot nine American Caucasian male asked students at the University of Washington to acknowledge that he's Chinese or six foot five or a woman. Some hesitate, but no one will tell him what he's saying is not true and that he's not what he says he is because that would be mean. That would be intolerant. This true for you, but not for me, relativism is disconcerting because it requires the acceptance of obvious contradictions, denial of reality, and common sense. Now get this, you guys. Rather than adjusting our lives to the truth, the truth has to adjust itself to us. He goes on to say, we rely on mind-independent universal truths in order to think clearly to navigate life. Otherwise, we quickly get lost. There must be some things that just are, things that are true. This way points north for everybody, no matter what anyone happens to prefer or sincerely believe. So what is truth? At its root, he says, truth is a matchup with reality. A story, a statement, a belief is only true if it lines up with what is real. Reality is the truth maker. Reality makes something true. To say the earth is flat or the moon is made of green cheese is false. Why? Because it doesn't match up with reality. Until quite recently, the purpose of all education in large part was the pursuit of truth. No more. Anyone who says education should be the, about the pursuit of truth is immediately now shut down with the comeback. Whose truth? And here's another problem, he says, with your truth. If your truth is truth, anyone who doesn't hold that truth must be wrong. This sounds a lot like narcissism and it's intellectual bullying. Believe my truth or else. Truth is going through a tough time, he says. Truth is inescapable because reality is inescapable. No amount of double tack will, ch will change that, he says. And that's the truth. And that author is Paul Copen. 
So the last reason that I'll mention to ditch moral relativism is that it is dangerous and devalues human life. If we follow moral relativism to its logical end, then anything at all goes. When people learn this worldview and truly believe it, human life is devalued. Not in reality, of course, but in the eyes of the world. This type of mindset causes people to be morally desensitized and can lead to things like infanticide, human rights atrocities, and genocide. Look at the death toll of communism in the 20th century, as well as the continued atrocities in places like North Korea today. How can human rights atrocities and genocide be wrong in the mind of someone who truly believes there is no such absolute right and wrong? So I'd like to conclude this podcast with this idea. In Proverbs 4.12, God says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is a way of death. My listeners, there is too much at stake to live life by what seems right from our limited vantage point as humans. The better alternative is in John 8:37, where Jesus said, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice, unquote. There simply is no substitute for truth. If we listen to Jesus, everything else will begin to fall beautifully into place. This is the answer, my listeners, and this is the way to tell right from wrong.